0: Welcome back. Now, in order to safeguard access to the power grid, new renewable energy projects will need location approval from ESCOM. Not too long ago, new rules were relaxed to give independent power producers access to the grid. With COP28 underway, James McKay, who's CEO of the Energy Council of South Africa, joins us for a look at the state of renewable energy in the country and how regulations advance or slow South Africa's energy transition. Uh, James, good evening, good afternoon. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Yes. Good afternoon, and um, hi to the listeners.
0: Uh, James, I think, so I think it's um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> please to go ahead with your thoughts.
1: No, no. I was going to say, um, you know, load shedding is just the uh, number one priority, and I think we the recent load shedding has made us all realise that we still are definitely in an energy crisis. And so, really, the key question is, everyone wants to know, you know, what is happening, and, and when are we going to see the end of load shedding? Um, and, and really, you know, we've consistently put out a message that I think we uh, there's a lot of hard work, but uh, we do have the opportunity to, through a combination of the Eskom turnaround plan, accelerating sort of new generation through the private sector, uh, accelerating the IPP office bid windows. Um, we can bring enough generation online to end load shedding by the end of 2024. So I think that's, a, that's the opportunity uh, we've got to push for that, but there is a lot of hard work and we have to work in collaboration, which is why the business partnership with government through the president and the NECOM, you know, we feel is a very important uh, platform and lever that we've got to keep driving.
0: So, James, uh, like you mentioned, in South Africa, I think we're we're trying to uh, really address uh, quite a few things at the same time. It is the energy transition. It is what we are seeing right now uh, as a crisis um, and also having the foresight for any uh, challenges that we might run into uh, in the future. And a big part of our uh, initiatives here has been the issue of our Renewable Energy Program. I'm just keen to get your assessment here. How how well have we fared in uh, bringing uh, renewable energy online to the extent that we have to date?
1: So we're doing better than what um, I think a lot of the media and critics would say, um, and I'll tell you why. Um, If we look at the since the lifting of the cap, and certainly it is one of the upsides of load shedding, which has prompted a big acceleration of private sector investment in renewables. So we saw a big peak uh, rooftop solar, uh, probably over a gig this last year. I think we'll see it settling at around about 800 megs per year going forward. Um, That's a very big sort of increase and and a consistent uh, program that I think is happening. If we look to the private sector utility projects, so this is large-scale wind and solar. These take longer to incubate. Our view is uh, we will connect about 1.4 gigs next year and we'll double that again to probably about 2.5 gigs in 2025. So so that's also a very positive pipeline uh, post-financial close in construction that we see 24, 25. And then lastly, we also need to look... At uh, the public sector rounds, so certainly through what closed in bid window five, as well as the emergency mitigation round, there's uh, 1.2 gigawatts of renewable energy, which is post-financial close going into construction. Um, And we will also see we've got uh, about a gigawatt of uh, power of renewable energy from bid window six, which has got financial close that will be in construction in 2025. Um, bearing in mind that these have all got grid allocation, so when we hear you know often people uh, c- kind of criticize or complain that we 've run out of grid that 's true going forward. But in the short term over the next two to three years, i think we 've got a strong pipeline, significant investment um, you know worth hundreds of billions of rand. so that 's something we, we really need to celebrate those will get built um, and they are really making a big contribution to reducing load shedding the The bigger issue we 've got to work out is In the three to five-year program and beyond the five-year, how are we going to further expand the grid and how are we going to increase that pipeline that I've just referenced? Because we probably need to double that if we want to meet our decarbonization targets. So we're doing well, uh, but not well enough to decarbonize at the pace that we've committed to globally. Thanks.
0: I'm actually glad that you mentioned that issue of, uh, you know, some of the commitments that we've made uh, globally uh, here, James. Even on the back of uh, COP28, I'm also wondering if you're feeling like there is a coherence in our energy policy um, as a country, uh, you know, and even uh, from the voice of government, but even from business, are we all singing out of the same hymn book to even uh, give confidence for investment?
1: Yeah, such a good question. You know, we also need to acknowledge we're a very noisy democracy, and we comment on everything and anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, take that as you know that aside, um, our obligations and commitments are very clear. As a country, we are committed to net zero. We're going down this pathway. We have signed Paris Agreement. We're introducing climate legislation. Uh, multinational business and listed business have got behind that commitment um, and have committed to net zero. Now you know that is the target i don't think we should take away from that the reality that we face is that we've lost a huge amount of time through the state capture years and through COVID. Um we have seen big institutional breakdowns which has ultimately led to load shedding um, and so you know there are a lot of capacity gaps and problems in our current energy system and in Eskom. now that makes our, our our pathway to net zero very challenging um, but it doesn't take away the target that net zero is the objective, and we've all committed to it. So the, the pathway is difficult. We're going to have to work a lot harder to get there. Um, and we are behind. So can we catch up? Uh, can we get there? But the target is clear. So I think that, you know, if we take, we have to have to settle down the noise a little bit. And, and maybe the last point that I, I will say, and you know, I've recently actually been um, in Europe at a big energy conference, and it really highlighted to me the level of societal distrust and anxiety that we have as south africans you know load shedding corruption politics state capture and it's going to take time for us to be able to rebuild confidence in our public institutions in service delivery Um, and and so that's something which we are going to have to live with and makes our challenge our journey also that much more challenging Um, but i I think we are in better space to do this now than we've ever been before and in a way, the energy crisis has created focus, a very engaging and more responsive government. Business has really rallied. We've seen the CEO pledge, hundreds of CEOs of top listed companies signing up to support the economy and try and kind of grow the economy. So these are the things we've got to look towards to, to try and regrow the confidence and delivery.
0: And James, before I let you go, also keen just to get your thoughts on using uh, where we are in terms of energy right now as a country to re uh, as an economy. Uh, are we making uh, as much leeway as we could here, uh, you know, in terms of uh, just skill, uh, capacity, uh, local uh, content, SMEs, medium sized enterprises, all feeding into our energy future?
1: Absolutely. And um, I often use the reference point. We look at India probably has the the slowest decarbonisation target of, of of 2070, but yet they are rapidly industrialising off the back of the global green energy markets. They are going to be the uh, second biggest global supplier of solar modules, um, you know, which is a clean technology. But yet, um, so that they have used the opportunity. And we look at at the US, the the Inflation Reduction Act, really 370 billion dollars going into making sure that they are developing their share of global skills, technology, global innovation, global companies in clean technology. So I think that and municipal utility reform, which is where most South Africans actually still connect and get their services from, is from the municipalities. Those are the two areas which as soon as we can get more confidence into our energy system, we really need to pay a lot more attention because they are behind and we do need to catch up.
0: Well, James, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Thank you so much for your time uh, this afternoon. That was James McKay, he's CEO at the Energy Council of South Africa. Mm -hmm.